This is the final word, Pakistan Daily, coming to you casually leaning on the balcony of the National Stadium in Karachi. This railing might collapse. Uh, it almost did before when I climbed over it. But let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What a day. Day five. Things happened. Many of them. A lot of them. Uh, in sequence. Sometimes nothing happened for a while. Then a lot of things did at once. You, Adam Collins, have to tell them, the audience, all about it in the space of 30 seconds or less. In a way, it's easy. One wicket in the first session, Abdullah Shafiq for 96. One in the second session, Fawad Alam for nine, both via Pat Cummins. We get to tea. Pakistan only four down on the cusp of an extraordinary escape, or maybe even chasing down the total. They whack 20 runs in the two overs after tea. Barbara Azam, well beyond 150 at that stage. Mohammad Rizwan, a most worthwhile ally in that task. In the end, Barber out. For 196, caught it short leg, three wickets in a hurry, two in a row for Nathan Lyon. Rizwan strikes a century in the penultimate over. No way I'm doing this inside 30 seconds. They get there. They survive 171.4 overs. It's the longest a team has battled in the fourth innings to secure a draw ever, excluding timeless tests. Rizwan finishes on 105 not out. What a bloody star. Thanks for coming. We go to Lahore. Holy smokes. What a finish. I'm casting my mind back to after day two when um, everybody was going, oh, it's so boring. Oh, they're batting for so long. This sucks. And, and learned observers in this part of the world said, this is what you have to do in Just Pakistan. Just wait. They said, this is what you have to do. It'll move later, but you have to have the patience to get yourself in a good position in you the game. You earn the right. First. You earn yes. the right, they say. They go, you don't, you're not entitled to be in a good position in Pakistan. Right. You play two or three days of good cricket, and you're mm-hmm. in, then, you can, then you can have mm-hmm. that. Pakistan had their two good days at the end, by the way. So they, they were able to get back. But Australia earned the right to have a chance. They just couldn't complete the job. And, and once again, they couldn't complete the job uh, in the fourth innings. And I'm sure there'll be, be a lot of angst and gnashing of teeth about that, about why are they so terrible? But I think we are more likely to focus on what a belting freaking test match yeah. once again. Now, Australia not polishing off fourth innings, innings, innings has given us these grandstand finishes. It, it gave us the Ashes test in Sydney. That's true. It gave us the India test in Sydney. It gave us India at the Gabba and it gave us this one which was thrilling and exciting because we saw one of the greatest ever rear guards by Barbara Azam, the Pakistan captain, who until this day, his highest score in test cricket was 143. He'd only made 500s before this test match. He got to his sixth and then he got to his highest score and then he said, I guess I'll keep going and probably now uh, the fans in Pakistan will be like, he never converts double hundreds, you know. He's got a real problem in the 190s because he batted. And, and let's put this into context. 604 minutes, 603 minutes, 604. The second longest fourth innings ever by yep. an individual player after Michael Atherton. 425 balls, that's the fourth most ever faced by anyone in okay. the fourth innings. 196, there are, there are six players who've made double hundreds in the fourth innings, and he's the highest non-double hundred. <laughs> he nearly joined them. He nearly became the seventh. So seventh highest score ever in the fourth innings. Yeah, 27 match. away from Headley as the highest scorer as well. It's not yeah. as though he had far to go. No, exactly that. And, and like, had he batted through to the close, he would have overtaken Atherton in terms of minutes. Yep. Like, extraordinary performance starting on day four going through to the end of day five when Australia had this in the bag they were 500 ahead and they had nearly six sessions to bowl at Pakistan and they didn't get them out yeah this isn't about I mean there'll be some people out there saying why didn't they enforce the follow-on mm. probably so they didn't have to bowl for like nine sessions in a row yeah. that might be something to do with it <laughs> others will say they batted too long in the first innings well if they didn't bat for any longer than the first innings they would have lost this test yes. match so they're, they're, they're both offset by the events that, that played yeah. out I suppose what was the margin in the end about 80? 
443, 506, you did a subtraction. Uh, Is that 63? 60 63, yeah. yeah, about that. It's funny how your mental arithmetic goes to pot once you leave mm. high school. Um, yeah, I mean, Australia did everything right until until they had to bowl in the fourth innings. And even then, they didn't do an awful lot wrong with the ball necessarily, although there will be some points we go to in a moment. It was that Pakistan batted out of their skin. There's a reason why this has never happened. 171.4 overs is the longest a team, as I'll say it again, has ever batted in a non-timeless test to secure mm-hmm. a draw. They've been playing test cricket for 146 years. Granted, not a lot of it, not all of it has been played over this stretch of time, but the sample size is gigantic. Yes. It's massive. Two and a half thousand test two matches. Two and a half thousand test matches. Probably 2,000 of them meet this criteria. That innings, that team innings, was the sixth biggest ever in the fourth innings all time. Yeah. And th- of the ones ahead of it, three of them were losses. So in, yeah, terms, of, in terms of teams who actually salvaged something out of the match... Um, well you've, got to go back to general, well, you've got to go back to Johannesburg, the Atherton innings, hmm. to, to find a, a comparable sort of number of overs that a team's done in the fourth innings, hmm. and that was 165. So they passed that by yeah. 6.4 overs. And, but and not Barbara's just overs, um, but continuing to score. Like, Marley, yeah, yeah, is yeah. one saying, you know what, bugger it, I'm going to make 100 here because I feel like it, I mean, instead of blocking I, it I out. I mean, some, some serious moments from Rizwan towards the end. Right, let's, yeah. ju- let's press fast forward. Rizwan gets dropped on 91 by Usman Khawaja. I think that it is worthy to be critical of Kawaja still wearing his helmet at cover. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether this is getting much traction on Twitter, but he didn't need to be wearing his lid. He came out of, I think he was at leg slip at the time. Where well, he they, had, they had seven around the bat. And they, took, and they took five of them out because they didn't want to concede the single from what would have been the fourth last over. I think mm-hmm. maybe the fifth last over. Yep. So Kawaja takes back. the lid off. Oh, sorry, keeps the lid on and drops back to about 20 yeah. metres. Well, maybe not 20. Four or five pitches over, a position where you would yeah. never wear a helmet, right? Thinking, I'll drop back for one ball and then I'll be back in close A couple to the of overs, day. no point taking the helmet off. I know it's a small thing to nitpick on. He was so good throughout the test. I even love the way that he walked off the field after the presentation. Sorry, I kept rubbing my nose. There's mosquitoes about it. It's not that I'm doing other things after hours. <laughs> um, and the... Uh, not in this country. Not in this country. Not in this country. Uh, and uh, no way. No, sir. <laughs> no, if anybody's sir, watching, if anybody's not in the market, ISI is watching we're, we're, this, we're, no. We're, no. We're not in the market no matter what our colleagues swear I say. Uh, and I, I love Dulles McQuarrie's test match. I love his story. I love everything about what's happened in the last couple of months with mm-hmm. him. But had he had his time again, he wouldn't have a helmet on fielding where he was because mm. that is not something you're ordinarily doing taking a catch like that in that way with a lid on. Anyway. With and the grill, because it was down low, it was sort of ankle height, got yeah, slapped exactly. straight to him and the grill's probably in the way when you're looking down. No, that, that and maybe ball, it wouldn't have made a difference. He makes a lot of runs with his helmet on. He maybe the ball ma- with maybe his it wouldn't on. have made a difference, but maybe but it would have. But anyway, that, that would have changed the test match, I think, because they would have been eight down at that point with yep. a number of overs left and that would have been a different dynamic bowling to Hassan Ali than it would have been Rizwan at one end and yep. a fairly solid Noman Ali, which we saw in the first innings too. A guy with, is it 16 years of professional experience mm. who's made 120 2050s. I mean, that's exactly the kind of guy you want walking out at number nine to save a test yeah. match uh, as one of your bowlers who can yeah. bat a bit. So, and then if you rewind for a while, <laughs> they also drop Barbara Azam twice in two balls. All of this off Mitchell Swepson. So, and, and I'll, yes. I'll, I'll leak this. This is a hot leak. This is the start of my piece that I'm writing at the moment. Uh, everybody's been talking over the last couple of weeks about Shane Warne debut one for 150. Mitchell Swepson none for 156. If he'd taken. If one of those catches had been taken and he'd got one for 150, Australia would have won the test match. That's and true. And he would have been a match winner. That's true. One small... I mean, I would say with those chances, they weren't... You can think a silly point catch or a short leg catch. Mm. You, you get a certain picture in your mind, a ball rearing up, hitting an edge, and these were both squeezed out. Yep. So they're the ones where... And I won't do it for camera because I'll be out of shot, but where you are so low that... 
you don't have enough time to do anything. Either it's mm. ending up in your hand or it's not. Yep. They were just stiff. It wasn't like bad fielding from no, no. Labuschagne and Head. They were just very unlucky that it happened in consecutive deliveries. Mm. On commentary, I said, gee, Labuschagne's done well to cut off runs there moving to his right. Mm. Little did I know it was on the full. So yeah. it gave you a sense of like how quickly the ball came off the bat. And But you're right. How unlucky was it? And not to mention the leg before wicket mm. with the three metres on the DRS. Yes. Jeff, you explain that Okay, bit. so two reds and the bookend reds hitting in line, hitting the top of leg stump. How can that possibly be not out, you ask? Good question. Because the middle one... Impact. It's the yellow because he's come three metres down the pitch and it's hit him over three metres in front of the stumps. So even though the ball tracking says it's going to hit leg stump, there's some conjecture about whether it's completely accurate or whatever it is, but it was going to hit leg stump. It was, a, it was I think it was the flipper. It was dead straight. It skidded on. If it wasn't, it was, like, it was the yeah, top. Yeah, I don't end. think he has a slipper. It was a skidder. He did, a slider he, skidder. He I, did I, try yeah. to bowl a flipper in the first innings. Oh, right. But, well, I, look, I haven't seen him land one. Mm the way that it yeah. might have executed the way but you know with that and also with the umpire's call with line I've always had a bit of a problem with this that the 51-49 thing mm-hmm. Lions one it's red red and then it's yellow on the basis that I don't know 42% of the ball's not hitting mm-hmm. not 51% of the ball I've always had the view that if it's hitting the stumps it's hitting the stumps sure. I don't think that we should quibble I get why they want to maintain some agency for the umpires and they yeah. do it via that they say it's about um, the. they say it's about the, the projection not being entirely, not being entirely accurate, accurate, even though it is but, basically But it's accurate enough accurate. when it's 1% when the ball, yes. when the decision's been given on the field. If it's accurate yes. enough for one, why not the other? Um, well, so I, I, I think Lyon, you know, Lyon has a, had a right to throw throw the towel in there, I reckon, because Barber was on 160 and those two drop mm. catches were on 161. But, you know, he, he held his nerve and he eventually got Barber, albeit 30 runs down the down the path and maybe 90 minutes on as well. Yeah, many, many overs down the path and that was more to the point. So Barber has um, just... Look to defend mostly through through that last kind of section, those last couple of hours of his innings, but Rizwan was scoring at the other end. So the runs were still ticking along, and there was still this possibility. And I, th- I think we sort of jumbled up the order, and this is fine, but you know, maybe maybe we'll hop back to the first session after this. But sure. there, there was, you know, they came into the last session needing, what, about 180 off the 196, yeah. and they hit 20 in the first two overs. Yeah, and at that point he thought, are they going for it? Are they going for it? Is it on? And then because you know, I mean, Rizwan hits a couple of boundaries. Sure. Then Barbara Azam skips down the pitch to Nathan Lyon and plonks him over long on. And you're yeah. like, they are going for it. Game on. And then yeah. they started defending again. And you're like, they're not going for Game it. Game on, Miles. So so, so Rizwan just that'll mean nothing to yeah. anyone that isn't of a certain age in Australia. No. But it, but it would have kept the the Australians worrying about are they actually going to try to get the runs here? Do we need to have boundary riders out? All of the rest of it. Um, so that was all of that was the end of the day and all of that was set up because of what Abdullah Shafiq did with Barbara Azam yesterday but into today uh, they were what just shy of 200 when they resumed this morning they were 314 short of yep. victory and he bats through until three overs short of the lunch break Abdullah Shafiq gets to 96 started getting nervous wanted to get the 100 before lunch plays at one he shouldn't against Pat Cummins it's a bit too wide and, and edges it to slip and Steve Smith hangs onto a catch where he dropped a few but God how Good was Abdullah Shafiq, 22 years old, fourth test match, seventh first-class match, Pakistan all over, straight in he goes. He made 100 last week, and he nearly made another one here. So what, Yunus Khan's the only Pakistani with 10,000 test runs? Mm. Yeah, Barbara Azam will be the second, and Shafiq will be the third. Uh, he, you heard it here. Oh, it's, just, it's just clear to me. I, I've seen enough. This guy, I'd be, I'd be staggered. He's got the wrist of EVS Lakshman, 
and, and sort of the, the patience of Rahul Dravid. Mm. I mean, I know I'm using two Indian cricketers there, but Shafiq is going to be yeah. a global superstar. But they have been being posted all week to, you know, all over everything saying, oh, Australia follow on, Laxman Dravid. So you've got them on the brain. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. you're right. There are some similarities to Kolkata here in, mm. in different ways. But Abdullah Shafiq, I, I think it's a great privilege that we're watching him in this series. Mm. At age 22, early in his career, we'll, we'll, we'll bang on about this in 10 years' time. We'll say we were at that series when this guy announced himself to the world. I love everything about what he's doing at the moment. I was gutted that he got out for 96. I would have loved a, a century here in those circumstances to follow the, the slightly easier one that he mm-hmm. made um, last week to get the ball rolling at Rolpindi. But yeah, again at Lahore next week and after that and after that and after that, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take all your, I'll, I'll take everything you got going on that one, Jeff. Can I also point out on the scorecard, Abdullah Shafiq, 96. Barbara Azam, 196. Uh, Mohamed Riz, 105. 105, yeah. 105. Everybody else, single figures. Everyone yes. else who batted. So it was, it was a feast or famine. Yeah. But yeah, look, he gets out just before the lunch break and you think, okay, that's the one. Like, Australia really had to work for it. They had to sweat for it, but they've broken the partnership. That's the one. Favard Alarm batted okay for a little while after lunch, but eventually he edges off to Cummins as well. And I was Great like, ball. Cummins, what a mensch, right? Like, he's, it is hot. He is bowled over after over. He's got a ball that's not doing anything. The reverse didn't really work. And so he just keeps nailing this bloody back of a <laughs> length line into the pitch until he gets someone to nick off one to slip one to the keeper how do you do that on this day five kind of dusty crumbly nothing no pace no bounce and he still goes I'm Pat Cummins I'll get some it's just the consistency of the and Crickviz have done this analysis before it's not so much about the consistency of his lengths he mixes his lengths up Mm. it's the channel he bowls in which is so relentless so when he goes a fraction fuller he can entice the false straight because they're expecting it to be a little bit you know Mm. the usual shoebox that he lands it in back of a length that you're referring to there. That was certainly the case with forward alarm. Angling in, older ball, maybe there was a hint of reverse, but a, a screaming catch from Carey, again, it may not quite look like it, but he was up so close. And he would have been moving on his right heel mm. to go in that direction, to dive that way, had the ball beat the bat. And instead he had to change direction and stick his mitts out. He didn't have time to move his feet and his gloves were in the right place and mm. it sticks. And credit to Carey, who I think had a very good test match behind the stumps actually. And, and with the bat. Obviously made 93 to help lay that foundation with the blade. Yeah. So um, well played there. But yeah, Cummins, two wickets. If anything, if you wanted to be super critical of Cummins, I would say Stark should have bowled more today. He yeah, only bowled well, captain, 21 overs. He was, and especially in the last 12 overs. They took the new ball, Stark bowled one over, Cummins bowled one over, and then he finished with spin. And by that point, if Swepson hasn't got you a wicket in the, in the session and you've dropped all the catches off him, he's probably not going yeah, to. Yeah, I'd have been backing Stark towards the end. And also that Labuschagne didn't get used to the very end, and he turned one gigantically out of the rough. I'm not saying that it's hard to nitpick because they had a plan and they were sticking to it, and they mm. did change ends a number of times. It wasn't like they were rigidly sticking to it, mm. but and they did chop and change with short spells from the quicks to preserve them, presumably, for the yep. final, the last hurrah, and they it's just tried in the last. It was just in the last hurrah. They didn't bowl too much, and 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 there were a couple of overs in that last hurrah, in that last twelve overs, where Rizwan couldn't farm the strike. They had the tail ender was Sajid Khan at one point. Then Noman Ali. They had those guys on strike. They could have brought Stark on to try to blast them out, and they didn't. And it just it felt like an opportunity missed. Sajid Khan looked pretty comfortable against the off spin. Noman Ali as well against the leg spin. They blocked it out effectively enough, uh, but it was all spin for those last eight overs or whatever it was. Yeah, Noman Ali. Oh, I swear, at this moment, you mean everything. He was, you know, as I said before, he has the technique for this, the experience for this. Mm-hmm. Rizwan, bless him. The fact that he kept trying to score. I mean, let's just go through what he did on 99, shall we? On 99, he charges Nathan. I mean, seriously, two yeah. balls to go in the penultimate over a test match, right? Yeah. 
with all, three wickets in hand. All he needs so to do. So he gets out. They have two tail enders left yep, to come in. Yep. Now he needs to. He needs to get block. a single in one of those two balls yep. or block one of the other. Yep. And no dramas him trying to find one. By the way, that's that is a that is a measured risk, which is mm-hmm. fine. Sure. But the field is. Um, ringed around him yep. in order to yep. offset any quick single. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He charges at Nathan Lyon, nearly spoons a catch back at him, nearly gets run out with a direct hit. I mean, bless him. That was hilarious. Bless him. And he, then the he's next like ball, six metres down the pitch and he has to turn around and dive back in yeah. while Lyon actually throws the stumps down, which is good He did. Lyon. And then next ball, he gets it just wide of Cummins and he gets through for that single. But, you know, he, he knew he had two balls to get to 100 and he wasn't going to miss out. Then he gets back on strike um, because of it and, and sees out the end and mm. hits a boundary to finish the test match yeah. off. And, uh, you know, that's his second test, Tan Rizwan, as Simon Kadic mentioned on comms. He's only behind three players for batting averages as wicket keepers at this stage. It's mm-hmm. Gilchrist, AB and one other I can't quite pluck out of the air, but they're Sangha pretty Cara, bloody good Andy cricketers. Flower, Maybe like Andy that. Flower. I think it's Andy Flower. Mm. Very, very good cricketers. And I said that Rizwan on the call might be one of the most important cricketers of his generation mm. and you know I reckon he's going to end up being just that had to wait a long time but remember he's a three format wizard he's got just about the best gloves in the game and he can make tons in all three formats I mean he is <laughs> the definition of a complete package and now he's done it in the fourth innings saving a mm. match in 170 overs there's not much this guy can't do three format wizard did you see that um, mistranslated tweet from like one of the Chinese spies that was accusing Americans of being deceitful wizards <laughs> like someone didn't quite get the word right um, yeah so look watch out watch out for the wizards you don't maybe don't want to be a wizard in certain parts of the world either they'll they'll take care of you um I, I love what I loved was okay he's on about 90 91 maybe and Pat Cummins is bowling with you know four overs to go or whatever it was and he just goes I think I'll play a massive hook shot for four <laughs> and then I think I'll slap one through cover for four he hits a full toss for six at one point it was like yeah we're batting for a draw what of it I'm going to make a hundred because I can porque no las dos exactly I mean in, in some respects that all that yeah. all as a, as a as a subset of the final session becomes our yeah. Hall of Fame we should move to our Hall of Fame it's getting dark here and yeah, yeah. it's probably time we start packing off and moving to the next city um, I've got so many notes written on my page here I don't really know uh, which was the Hall no. of Fame bit. Uh, David Warner with the hammer today it yep. was it was Cummins yesterday, Warner today. So credit for little Davy Warner, who, when he was serving his suspension a couple of years ago, built a house, didn't he? So he's got the skills with the hammer yeah, on did. the tools. So um, that that all seemed to make sense. But anything else you spotted around and about? Yeah, oh, he... the newspaper press is waiting. I, I okay. love that. That's real old school. Pete Lawler relayed that they they held the printing presses until the Test match was over. Hold the front page. I reckon that is just brilliant. It mm-hmm. says that Test cricket around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we sometimes debate. Uh, the health of it it's alive and well in Australia mm-hmm. and indeed it's alive and well yeah. around the ground here at Pakistan the school kids in today yeah. they were enamoured with what they were seeing what a great school excursion coming along and spending a day at the National Stadium and seeing a performance like that they'll never forget yeah. it a man with a trilby on must have run into that printing press room with like you know a bit of yellow paper in the hat band and went <laughs> hold the presses while he had a cigarette I don't know uh, I think everything was Hall of Fame I think the entire day was Hall of Fame yeah. I, I mean everything we've talked about Mohammad Rizwan is Hall of Fame he was hilarious in every sort of way and, and innately skillful. I feel for Mitch Swepson because people are now getting stuck into him for his figures, but he created chances. He had a really bad first spell, horrible first spell, and then he came back and started pitching the ball and bowled really well and didn't get wickets, which he should have had, um, which he, where he was let down by his teammates. And especially, oh, it's the poignant twist. Maybe this is Hall of Fame, even though it's sad. The fact that it's Kawaja who drops the catch. Yeah. The guy who's presented him with his cap, Queensland captain, all the rest of it, they're so close. And just the, 
the look, I mean, Swepson looked over, he saw it go down, and he just put his hands on his knees and kind of leant forward and went, oh. And the non-look as well. They yeah. Swepson walked up to him because his baggy green was stuffed in the back of Kawaja's trousers, yeah. and he just pulled the baggy green out. They didn't say a word. They didn't need to. Clearly, they're very close mates, and yep. that's just the game, right? No dramas. No one means to drop no. a catch, but still that, that feeling of hurt they both would have shared at that moment. Yeah. It's sad, as you say. It's maybe there's some sad sim- Hall of Fame. symbolism in that. You've taken my baggy green away. <laughs> Please give it back to me. Hopefully, he gets another go. Yeah. I think there was enough there from Swepson. Just to close on this point, I didn't really get a chance to... Yeah, there was some, there was some pretty ropey bits from him today, but got to remember, there's only one shame worn. Mm-hmm. When it comes to bowling in the same spot hour after hour, landing it's only it. Only one Tony Lockett as well. There's only one Tony Lockett. Landing it on a handkerchief for, you know, a te- that one guy did that uh-huh. as a uh-huh. wrist spinner and he, and, and, and he doesn't play anymore. Yep. No. Um, Mitchell Swepson plays now yep. and we should judge him by those standards, yes. not by unrealistic standards yes. as a leg spinner. So hopefully yep. he gets another opportunity next week. I would pick him next week. Yep. Um, whether Ashton Agar also plays, that's a matter for when they get there. But either way, I'd be keeping Swepson in the team. I wouldn't dump him after one. That could do long-term damage no. to him. I think I mean, it's a reasonable argument, uh, and and I think that when you are five hundred ahead, your spinner can afford to have a couple of bad spells. Yeah, that's right. And bowl some full tosses and get hit for boundaries, and it doesn't matter as long as they come back and take wickets. And he did come back and create the chances. Yep. His teammates didn't take them. Not his fault. This has been the final word uh, daily here in Pakistan. Our equipment's being unplugged. That's time for us to go. Thanks for your company throughout. Patreon.com forward slash the final word. If you really like what we do, we'll record a weekly show in Lahore tomorrow. We probably won't be filming uh, or recording a story time episode because we've got too much to do and we are knackered. Uh, bye from us at Karachi. We've loved being here. We can't wait to return someday in the future. The Malachi in Karachi. See ya. So you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.